Hi, this is Donna Miller, and this is the Vote Voice Podcast. I thank you for joining us today. Vote Voice is dedicated to voter education, voter registration, voter mobilization, and voter protection. We like to help voters and encourage them to vote. We do this by giving you as much information as we can. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Visit us at www.votevoice.com and listen to our podcasts. Thank you very much for being here today. There's a couple of things we're going to talk about today. First, we're going to talk about the new Michigan voter ID law. Um, this law is going to be a statewide ballot proposal. It's sponsored by Secure MI Vote. What I'd like to do is just inform everyone about what this law entails so that you know you can decide if you want to vote for or against this law as a voter we need to know what's on our ballot and here are the things that they are asking for some of the things that they're asking for on this law and it's called the people in the state of michigan enact section 495 It says the registration application must contain all of the following. Now, some of the things that they wanted have been removed, okay, from, let's see, it looks like from G on down to P, they removed a lot of items, but when we're fighting voter suppression, okay, I'm not telling anybody how to vote. Um, these things can still be enacted later on. They can still insert these things in. So let's talk about what remains. The name of the person voting must be on the application. Of course, that makes sense. The address, okay, including the street and number and box number are in part our apartment if any the city or township and county the date of birth of the elector or the voter the driver's license our state id and number if available the last four digits of the social security number now correct me if i'm wrong i'm not as far as i know these things are pretty basic okay But then they want, here are the things that have been torn out, but they they can still be placed in later on. And this is the problems that we run into. They want a statement from the voter that they're a United States citizen. They want a statement from the voter at the time of completing the affidavit, okay, or will be on the date of the next election, not less than 18. So you gotta write, you have to have a statement of some kind. A statement 
uh, has or will have lived in the state not less than 30 days before the next election election they want a statement that the voter has or will have established his or her residency in a city or a town that they're applying for registration not less than 30 days before they want a statement that the voter is or will be qualified as a voter in the township or city on the date of the next election they want a statement in a, a space in which the voter shall state the place of their last registration they want a statement that the voter if qualified may vote at an election occurring on or after the date of completing the application they want a statement authorizing the cancellation of registration at the elector's last place of registration they want a statement a place for the voters to sign and certify to the truth of the statements of the application these are all the things that were taken out they can be put back in at any time that's my opinion but they do want this statement now then in section 523 they took out some things it says except as otherwise provided in subsection 2 at each election before being given a ballot each registered elector offering to vote must identify himself or herself by presenting identification for election purposes and by executing application on a form prescribed by the secretary of state in the presence of an election affidavit that includes okay they've taken that much out then what's what they keep in is before providing ballot to any person offering to vote the clerk or a city or township and those election officials acting under their direction shall ask the person for his or her full name and current resident address the person offering to vote shall in the presence of an election official sign an application poll book or form prescribed by the secretary of state that affirms all of the following the name the address the date of birth and they took out some things that says an, an affidavit statement no an affirmative statement by the voter that is included in the signature statement indicating a statement affirming that this information is correct and that the individual that she or she they took that part out uh, that he or she is a citizen of the United States and currently a Michigan resident residing at the address stated in the qualified voter file okay so here it says is currently a Michigan resident residing at the address stated in the qualified voter file okay you guys have you ever had someone calling you up and you say you have the wrong number and you ever ask that person how did you get my number and the person tells you well it's it's public knowledge if you've ever registered to vote the qualified voter file is public knowledge so what that means is you know how you don't keep up with that 
You know how you haven't changed your address or telephone number, okay, in the van or called your secretary of state? Okay, that's the van. The voter file is the van. You know that when people call you up and say, are you voting? Ask you, are you voting tomorrow? They're getting that off of the qualified voter file. And do you know that many, many people do not change their address or telephone number. So is currently a Michigan resident residing at the address stated in the qualified voter file. So that means that if you, especially this upcoming election, especially in November and the ones before, everyone will have to make sure that they have changed their address and telephone number in that file. And what they're saying is if that address isn't changed, it, if you don't match the address in the qualified voter file, what? And individual signature or mark. So you have to make sure that your signature is the same, that, that, that your address is the same. And what is the problem that we have as voters? The one problem that we have as voters is that we're not keeping up with changing our name and address in the voter file. And that also means that you have to make sure that your address is up to date and current. Your address up to date and current, but also your signature. If the electors or voter signature contained in the qualified voter file is available at the polling place, the election officials shall compare the signature upon the application with the digitalized signature provided by the qualified voter file. If an elector's signature is not contained in the qualified voter file, the election official shall process the application the same manner as applications are processed when a voter registration list is used in the polling place. If the voter registration lists are used in the precinct, the election inspector shall determine in the name uh, on the application if the name on the application to vote appears on the voter registration list. If the name appears on the voter registration list, the elector shall provide further identification or other information stated upon the voter registration list. If the signature or the item of information does not correspond, the vote of the person must be challenged and the same procedure must be followed as provided in this act for the challenging of an elector. Now they took out a part, right? They took out this part. They struck it through. If the elector does not have identification for election purposes as required under this section, the individual shall sign an affidavit to that effect before an election inspector and be allowed to vote as otherwise provided in this act. However, an elector being allowed to vote without identification for election processes are required under this sec section as required under this section is subject to challenge as provided in section 727. Now they've taken this out, but everything they've struck could easily be put back in. They put a line through it, but they haven't removed it. I don't know what that means legally, 
but it just seems to me that these things are here to be put back in. It, it, even this whole, even now, the difficulty, this is voter suppression because they're making it difficult. You have to go in front of someone, present all of this information. Right now it's easier for us to vote. You can go online and vote. Okay, so they're taking away the advantages of going online and voting. They've taken away the advantage of uploading your information if necessary. They, they've taken away all of that, okay? And now it, it seems to me that what they're saying is you have to actually go in and stand before someone at your city clerk's office or, or someone somewhere. That's what it appears to be saying. You guys need to look this up. This is, um, let's see, an initiate. Let me go back to the top initiation of legislation it says an initiation of legislation to protect the right to vote and increase confidence in the conduct of elections by requiring photo identification before casting a ballot to increase participation by providing free photo identification to anyone needing it to vote and to protect election integrity by prohibiting special interest funding of elections by amending Michigan Election Code sections 495, 523, 759, 759A, B, 761B, 764B, and 813. And they got uh, ML, MCL, these different things, and adding sections 423B, 76A, and 946. Now, we, we, don't, we don't have these issues in Michigan. We don't have a low confidence in voting in Michigan. If anything, three point, in 2020, 3.1 million people voted absentee. You know, what they're doing now means that we won't be able to vote in a pandemic. Because who's going to be able to stand in line in a pandemic to go into a building that's not open? We're already under stress right now. Even though things are getting better, we hope. The hospitals are still under stress. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. We thought we were out of this pandemic. And Omicron popped up. That, nobody saw that coming. Okay, so it's it's here to prevent us from voting. I don't see how you'll be able to vote absentee if everybody has to go in to physically register to vote. And this is the way I'm reading this. And they're saying that to protect our right to vote. No, it's not. And to increase confidence. No, what? We don't have a decreased confidence. They are telling us that we can't trust the voting system. But this is not true. We can trust the system. The system is there for us. All we have to do is use it and vote. The one thing that we must do is make up our own minds about what we're going to do. But we need to understand 
what they're telling us as far as voting is concerned. Okay? So, then, let's see. 523. Okay. And then the statement affirming that this information is correct. Okay. Then in E, the individual signature or mark. Then it says, okay, then two, it says, if an elector's signature, which is a voter, contained in the qualified voter file is unavailable at the polling place. Okay, now that's that book, too. Okay? But there's also, that, that file, you can get a printout of that file. The election official shall compare the signature upon the application with the digitalized signature provided by the qualified voter file. If the voter signature is not contained in the voter file, the election official shall process the application in the same manner as applications are processed when a voter registration list is used at the polling place. If the vo if voter registration lists are used in the precinct, the election inspector shall determine if the name on the application to vote appears on the voter registration list. If the name appears okay on the registration list, the elector should provide further identification the elector shall provide further identification or other information stated upon the voter registration list. If the signature or an item of information does not correspond, the vote of the person must be challenged and the same procedure must be followed as provided in this act for the challenging of an elector. Now they scratched out something else. If the, This is what they scratched out. If the elector does not have identification, for election purposes as required under this section, the individual shall sign an affidavit to the effect before an election inspector and be allowed to vote as otherwise provided in this act. However, an elector being allowed to vote without identification for election purposes are required under the this section is subject to challenge. Okay, so they scratched out the part that says, if you do not have identification for the purpose of voting, as required under this section, that you can sign an affidavit and vote. And be allowed to vote. However, even though you're allowed to vote, you, you can still be subject to it being challenged. They've taken that out. So basically, if 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 someone doesn't have the proper identification or if there's anything wrong with your voter file and the person that you're talking to decides to challenge that, you they can just say, you can't vote. I can't let you vote. No matter what you present to them, I can't let you vote. Years ago, I've had the issue where someone says, you know, you want to use your credit card. Used to be a time where you know nah you don't i don't like your id you can't use your credit card if a person just wants to say you can't vote for whatever the reason who's challenging you now number three the election official shall ask any of individuals seeking to cast a ballot to present one of the following forms of identification this is all this is about this is only about identification. They're saying you want to present a driver's license or a chauffeur's license 
under Michigan Vehicle Code. An enhanced paper, no, an enhanced driver's license issued under the enhanced driver license and enhanced official state personal identification card. An official state personal identification card issued under uh, whatever or an enhanced official state personal identification card issued under the enhanced driver's license and enhanced official state personal identification card act or okay see a current operator or chauffeur's license issued by another state a current state personal identification card issued by another state a current state government issued photo id card a current United States passport of federal government issued photo ID card, a current military photo ID card, a current tribal photo ID card, a current student photo ID card issued by a high school in this state, an institution of higher education in this state described in section four, five, or six of article of the state constitution of 1963, a junior college or community college established under section 7 of article 8 of the state constitution of 1963 or another accredited degree or certificate granted college granting college or university junior college or community college located in their state this is mostly about id you know it's like They, they want to be able to say you can't vote. And then they want to have, you have to have all this different kinds of ID. When right now, most people have enough to just vote. If after confirmation that the requirements of this section has, fu- has been fully satisfied, satisfied. Now they struck this out. Upon a comparison of the signature or other identification as required in section six. They, they struck that out, but basically they're saying the, the signatures everywhere has to match. So let's say your ID is 10 years old. Some ID, you can have ID that's 10, 20 years old in some places. It means that every time you sign your signature, I mean, the light, the the slightest little, you're, they're comparing everything you ever sign together as one. It is found that the applicant is entitled to vote. If everything has been satisfied, the election of officer having charge of the registration sh- list shall approve the application and write his or her initials on the application, after which the number on the ballot issue must be noted on the application. The app, the application serves as one of the two poll lists required to be kept as a record of a person who has voted. The application must be filed with the township, city, or village clerk. If the voter, if voter registration cards are used in the precinct, the date of the election must be noted by one of the election officials upon the registration upon the precinct registration card of each elector voting at an election. Okay, you know that card they send you? Or is that what they're talking about? Let me see. May, may, okay, so they have to just, 
I thought they're already keeping track of when you vote. If voter registration lists are used in the precinct, the election officials shall clearly indicate upon the list each elector voting at that election. The city, the clerk of a city, village, or township shall maintain a record of voting participation for each regist registered elector. I thought we already did that. Okay, then it goes on number five. Any person who does not present one of the forms of identification specified in subsection three shall be offered an ID only provisional ballot. The ID only provisional ballot shall be placed in provisional ballot envelopes segregated from the other ballots in a separate ballot container as that term is defined in section 16814A and returned to the local clerk. Within the six days after casting an ID only provisional ballot, any person who casts an ID only provisional ballot may present themselves to the clerk or of the city or township and upon presenting one of the forms of photo identification specified in subsection 3 their ID only provisional ballot shall be processed and tabulated accordance according to section 759 whoa okay let's see they have much more in here okay but the point is to make voting harder it is so easy right now to vote let's talk about what you have to do now to vote that i mean i didn't even get through all of that but that just gives you an idea of how it it doesn't even sound right does it it, it right now to register to vote in michigan it's a five-step process okay first of all you have to step one you have to verify that you're eligible and to be eligible to register to vote you must be a michigan resident at the time you register and a resident of your city or township at for at least 30 days when you vote you must be a united states citizen at least 18 years of age when you vote. Not currently serving a sentence in jail or prison. Now this is now, okay? So I, I don't see what the problem is. Why do we need this so-called, um, gosh, what are they even called? Voter, this is a, this new voter ID. This is all about voter ID law, okay? Uh, that's all this is. Okay, you can register when you're 17 and a half years old, but you can't vote until you're 18. Okay, so if if you're like, if it's March and you're gonna turn 18, try to think, 17, yeah, six months, what, June? You can, you can, let's say your birthday's in November. You can register Oh, five, six months before your 18th birthday. Now, your proof of residency if registering within two weeks of an election. If you register within 14 days of an election day, you must show proof of where you live. Documents must have your name and current address. 
you must show a digital copy of the documents. And the acceptable documents are a Michigan driver's license or state ID, a current utility bill, a bank statement, a paid check or government check, and any other government document. I mean, what they're doing is they're telling you that they're trying to make voting safer and easier, but that's not true. If basically the, the, this, uh, this uh, initiation, uh, you know what? I don't even know what the name of this doggone bill is. It's just called, let me see. I'm trying to see if I see the name of this bill. Uh, let's see. The summary of the purpose. Gosh. It's just a statewide ballot proposal sponsored by Secure MI Vote. Secure Michigan Vote. Um, I, I don't see the name of it. Okay? They're telling you all I read in here in this Secure Michigan Vote uh, ballot proposal is you must have a driver's license. That's it. Okay, right now, you, if you want to do proof of residency, right? If you register within 14 days of an election day, okay, you must show proof of where you live. You can do that with your driver's license, your current utility, or your driver's license, or your state ID, or your current utility bill, or your bank statement, or a paycheck, a government check, or other government documents. You could be a veteran, you could be, you know, anything, social security documents, but they're erasing that in this new bill. Okay. You can register. Okay. The next thing you're going to do, you can do this online. Okay. You can register by one of the following methods online at michigan.gov slash voter registration at a, a secretary of state branch office at your city or township clerk's office or your county clerk's office at any state agency that provides public assistance or services to people with disabilities by mail okay in a completed voter registration application postmarked at least 15 days before the election you need to go Gosh, I'm trying to see where this, don't even, I can't even tell where this, okay. This is a petition stuff. Okay, go to the Secretary of State, right? Website. And look for a statewide ballot proposal sponsored by Secure MI Vote. Okay, I, I took this information from the Secretary of State. They've given permission, you know, they've passed all, ticked all the boxes, and they're going to have this on the ballot. We have to decide this, okay? They, take a look at what M, um, Secure Michigan Vote is saying. They're not making it easier to vote in this new um, thing that they're doing. They're making it harder for us to vote compared to what you can do right now, okay? So... Um, also you can, you can also register. I'm sorry. I forgot to say this. 
with everything else, right? You you can re register through a voter registration drive. If someone calls you up and said, do you need to register? Okay, like Vote Voice has its own um, uh, um, uh, what is it? Uh, website information that we can go to to register you over the phone, on computer, at a registration drive. Okay, so rock the vote link. And that and many, many organizations have a rock to vote link to register you. They're going to eliminate all of that, okay, in what they're trying to do. Within 14 days before the election, all applications must be submitted to your local city or township clerk's office um, in person. So that means you have to, if you run out of time, you have to go ahead and just drop that off. It's not that you have to do it all the time. Okay, because if you register to vote three, four months, you can have plenty of time to mail that in, do it online. Okay, now when you submit your application, you can submit your application online. Okay, you can submit your application in person if you want to hand deliver your application to a city township clerk. The staff person will help you take uh, by taking your form, and you don't need to do anything else. You don't need to do anything else. You can do it by mail. If you've never registered to vote in Michigan and choose to mail in your application, you will need to verify your identity by including the following. If you have never registered to vote in Michigan and you choose to do it by mail, okay, this is for first time people, if you're moving in Michigan, you'll need to verify your identity with your Michigan driver's license or state ID number where requested on the form or the last four digits of your social security number where requested on the form or send a copy, not an original document, okay, of one of the following forms with your application. You just send a photocopy of your Michigan ID or state ID or photocopy of your paycheck stub, utility bill, bank document or government document that lists both your name and your address. They're not trying this secure Michigan vote ballot proposal is not trying to make it hard not trying to make it easier for us to vote they're taking away all of our options to vote <coughs> okay step four your city or township clerk will send you a voter registration card upon processing your application. You keep that in your wallet or purse so you know where to go to cast your ballot. You can get directions and maps to your polling places. Just go to michigan.gov slash vote. Okay, you're, reg you're registered, right? Okay, you're all registered to vote. Look how easy that was. Look at all the options you have to get registered, okay? You can register at one of the following locations, online, as Secretary of State, at your city or township clerks or your county clerk, at any state emergency agency that provides public assistance, okay, uh, or, or assistance to uh, people with disabilities through a voter registration drive or by mailing in a completed voter registration application postmarked at least 15 days before the election. Within 14 days before the election, all applications must be submitted to your local city or township clerk's office in person. What they're saying is, if you wait, to, you know, you just, things have come up, life is busy, things happen, 
and if you you're in within the last 14 days then you need to go into your local city clerk or township's office okay if you're from michigan okay and go to school here you can register to vote at your school address or your home address okay if you're from michigan and go to school outside the state you can register to vote at your home address in michigan if you're not from michigan and go to school here you can register to vote at your school address in michigan if you have a michigan's driver's license or a state id card and you are registered to vote in michigan your voter registration address and the address on your id will be the same so every time you update your driver's license they're going to update your voter registration address so what's the problem everything they're talking about that's why you need to read this for yourself go out there and look for the statewide ballot proposal sponsored by secure michigan vote okay it's an initiative okay um Okay, issued initiative. Go to the uh, Secretary of State. It's a Michigan voter ID law, a statewide ballot proposal sponsored by Secure Michigan Vote. Okay. 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 If you change the address on one, it will automatically change the address on the other. The Secretary of State will mail you a sticker with your new address to place on your license or your ID card. So we are so ahead of the game right now. We are so forward thinking right now when it comes to voting. Military and overseas civilian voters have additional options to vote. Okay, and you can learn that if you're in the military, you go to the FVAC, their information, and they'll help you with that. They even have a, a video <clears throat> on the Secretary of State site to help you learn how to register in Michigan. Okay, as I've said before, in 2020, 3.1 million voters in Michigan voted absentee within two weeks of election day to avoid postal delays they recommend making your request in person at your local city or township clerk okay you'll be able to fill out and submit your ballot while there you can register online you can request an absentee ballot right let's go to Secretary of State okay um, <clears throat> okay, so registered voters can request an absentee ballot online through the absentee voter request form before 5 p.m. the Friday before an election. You can call your city or township clerk and ask that an application for absentee ballot is mailed to you. You can download the application to return by mail or in person to your local city or township clerk. Um, you can fill out this absentee ballot in person at your local city or township clerk. You can call your local city or township clerk and ask that an application be mailed to you. You can download that application to return by mail or in person to the clerk. Okay. 
uh, the deadline to apply for an absentee ballot. Online and mail requests for an absentee voter ballot must be received by your township or city clerk no later than 5 p.m. the Friday before the election. If you're already registered at your current address, you can request an absent voter ballot in person at your clerk's office anytime up to 4 p.m. on the day before the election. How convenient is that? If you're registering to vote or updating your address by appearing at your clerk's office on election day, you can request an absent voter ballot at the same time you register. If you request your absent voter ballot the day before the election or on election day, you must vote the ballot in the clerk's office. That's fine. Your completed absentee ballot should be received by your city or township clerk by 8 p.m. on election day. You can submit it by mail or hand deliver the ballot to your clerk's office or their drop box. If you are returning your ballot within two weeks of election day, they recommend that you hand deliver your ballot to avoid possible delays. Well, we understand that, right? Okay. You got to begin the process early by mailing your application for an absentee ballot as soon as possible. Applicants can Applications can be submitted up to 75 days days before an, an election. Remember, mark your ballot, your absentee ballot, sign and seal the envelope. Don't forget to sign your absentee ballot and return by the deadline. All registered voters can track their ballot by looking up their information in the voter information section of the website. If there's an emergency, like a sudden illness or family death, prevents you from reaching the polls on election day, you may request an emergency absentee ballot. We requests for an emergency ballot must be submitted after the deadline for regular absent voter ballots have passed out before. Oh, let me do this again. Request for an emergency ballot must be submitted after the deadline for regular absent voter ballots have passed have been passed out but before 4 p.m. on election day the emergency must have occurred at a time which made it impossible for you to apply for a regular absent voter ballot and you can contact your local clerk for more information about emergency absent voter ballots if a voter has already requested an absentee ballot and wishes to change their vote because the candidate has dropped out of the race or any other reason, a voter can spoil their ballot by submitting a written request to their city or township clerk. The voter must sign <coughs> the request and state if they would like a new absentee ballot mailed to them or if they will pick it up in person at the clerk's office. This request must be received by 5 p.m. the Friday before the election if received by mail. An absent ballot that has been returned to the clerk may be spoiled in person at the clerk's office until 10 a.m. the Monday before the election. An absentee ballot that has not been returned to the clerk may be spoiled in person at the clerk's office until 4 p.m. the Monday before the election. If a voter has not returned his or her ballot, the voter can surrender the ballot 
or sign a statement stating that the ballot was lost or destroyed and vote at the polls. There is no option on election day to spoil an absentee ballot that has been received by the clerk. Now, if you're a voter with disabilities, okay, there's an application for voter with voters with print disabilities who would like an access, accessible electronic absent voter ballot. Print disabilities are disabilities that interfere with the effective reading, writing, or use of printed material. This definition includes people who are blind or visually impaired, people with learning disabilities, as well as those with physical disabilities that interfere with withholding and manipulating paper or pen or pencil. If you do not have a disability, you can request your ballot using the, uh, the regular form instead. You complete this form to apply for an accessible electronic absent voter ballot. That's the special ballot if you need help if you have any kind of disability. You also have the option to have a link to this application emailed to you before each election by joining your clerk's permanent accessible absent voter application list. If you would like to join this list, you just select the box on the application. Do double check. Make sure that if you signed up to be on a permanent list in 2020, that you are still on that list for the 2022 election. <coughs> the deadline for submitting uh, this form, okay, and having a ballot sent to you by email is 5 p.m. on Friday, February 25th. You must include either your driver's license or personal identification card number or the last four digits of your social security number so that the clerk can verify your application. See, all that information is right. We're already doing that. After you complete and submit this form, you will receive an email with a link to an accessible electronic absent voter ballot. Complete the ballot, print it, place it in the envelope, and sign the back of the envelope. To return the ballot envelope, mail or deliver the envelope to your local clerk so that it arrives by 8 p.m. on Tuesday, March 1st. Only you, a family member, a person residing in your household, a mail carrier, or an election official are authorized to deliver your signed absent voter ballot envelope to the clerk's office. <clears throat> Do you understand that we have all of the checks in place to make sure that everybody can vote, to make sure that nothing goes wrong, okay? We have all of that. Listen, become a poll worker, okay? Now, poll workers are really called election inspectors in Michigan. And go to michigan.gov, okay? Um, and type in poll worker if that's easier for you or election inspector to find out how you can do that remember polling places in michigan open at 7 a.m and close at 8 p.m okay <clears throat> i hope that this was of some help to you please look at what you need to know your ballot there's nothing political 
about knowing your ballot. I'm not pushing any kind of legislation. What I am doing is telling you to know what initiatives you're voting for on the ballot. And I don't see how this initiative can be explained clearly on any ballot. You're going to have to investigate this. You're going to have to know what is being said and then compare it. Just like I, I read everything it takes for us to register to vote. We have everything in place to register to vote. We have all the security in the world. Listen, when you call, I call up my clerk. My clerk knows who I am when she's talking to me after I identify myself. Your clerk knows who you are. Some of us have lived in the same community for a number of years. And when you move to a community, the mail carrier gets to know you. The clerk's office gets to know you because you're gonna have to move your address information. You're gonna have to update your information. And you do that at your clerk's office. So the ideal that we don't know who our election officials are and they don't know us is not true. They do know us. We interact with them at one time or another. Okay, they know who you are. I mean, at one time or another, you have to update your driver's license. At one time or another, you're interacting with a people. And they know who you are. And the information, how you know, it takes a lot. I know that there are con artists out there, but the average voter, they have not proved any act of fraud. There is not enough fraud. I think it's like maybe one or two people in some precincts, but there's not enough going on, okay, for every single person to lose their right to vote due to voter suppression. They want to take away the ease of voting, and we can't let that happen. Let me tell you how you're going to stop voter suppression, by voting. Let us stop looking at voting as a burden or a task to be completed. Let's start celebrating our right to vote. You wanna fight voter suppression? Make sure you vote in the upcoming elections. You have elections in May in some parts of Michigan and check wherever you're listening to this information, okay? I was talking about the state of Michigan, but look, check most places have the same type of requirements for voting. I know that there are some states that are suffering under voter suppression. You know what? We stand with you. We can't be with you, but we wish you well. Pack your lunches. Pack your water. Prepare to stand. Prepare to do whatever it takes. Look, prepare to make sure that your ballot was accepted. Start to vote as early as you can if you're in a voter suppression state so that you can have to fight that. Don't let them destroy your ballot. Make sure you give yourself enough time, as much time as you can. The first day you're required to, that, you, that is required of voting, the first day that they open, vote so that you'll have time to check, okay? Call up the Secretary of State. Go to your clerk's office, you know, be cool, be calm, 
be respectful, but make sure your ballot is counted. If that is what it's going to take for us to fight voter suppression, let us all do that, okay? Make sure no matter what state you're in, you make sure that you can vote and let us fight voter suppression by voting. This is Donna Miller. This is Vote Voice Podcast. I thank you for listening. Everyone have a beautiful day.